0: 720 WGN. Just when you think you've seen the worst of it, more pictures and videos pop up about the terrifying ordeal that people have faced with the wildfires in Maui, a place where a lot of people have visited and you just can't imagine the whole town of Lahaina seems to be gone. Dr. Dinesh is a mobile doctor. And Dr. Dinesh, you arrived in in Maui, what, just hours after the, the first fires emerged?
1: Well, no, I actually have uh, arrived to Maui 12 years ago, and I've lived here for um, a while. Um, I came from UCLA and Cedars-Sinai as an ER physician to live here. I used to work in the emergency room, but um, like like a month before COVID hit, I started doing house calls, and I started a um, house call company called Mo- Mobile Doctors through Moto. And then um, I had designed these vans that are very unique that are basically like mobile ICU units, where I would travel with the nurse, and we do house calls. Um, since that kind of slowed down and COVID had kind of calmed down, I actually converted it into a nonprofit called MOTO for the People, and we're seeing our homeless population, people that were hit with the pandemic, people who had no access to healthcare, and then um, literally the the night before we were getting these you know high wind warnings and and some brush fire warnings. And I had a gut feel to kind of drive out that way to see if they needed any help because I heard the fires were big in Lahaina. We had no idea what was happening there, zero. We had zero pictures, zero cell phone signal from anyone over there. I was kind of, you know, getting my day going around 8, 8.30, and then I started getting text messages that um, fire department and paramedics were going in and out for rescue runs. And when they would get signal coming back into Kahalui town, which is like 45 minutes away, they would say there's bodies, there's lots of bodies on the ground. And that kind of didn't seem real. And I was like, we got to get going. So I activated my um, nurses that help with the nonprofit motor for the people. We met up, just cleaned out my, my medical, um, um you know, private urgent care with all our supplies and drove out there and, um, it, Felt like a nuclear bomb had gone off, and I was like, "People don't know what's happened. This is bigger than it is. This is bigger than anything I've seen." Yeah. Or, and and people that were straggling coming out of Ground Zero and 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 hearing their stories of how they ran into the water and had to hold on for seven hours for dear life. The amount of smoke that was still blowing offshore into the ocean, people dying next to them with smoke inhalation and just fatigue and hypothermia. It was traumatic. And and now we're in uh,
0: this. Yeah, It's, it's overwhelming. I can't imagine what it is to see in person, because I did see video of people who sought refuge in the ocean. And the stories I've read is, yes, they were suffering from hypothermia after six hours, but they would kind of raise their body up, take the heat of the fire, go back down. And many of them had severe burns. And of course, you're dealing with waves and falling debris. And do you anticipate that the death toll that we already know is above 90 will continue to rise?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to shed fear in in this, but I, I, I think it's going to be in the hundreds near a thousand. I mean, this is a whole town that's very condensed. Lots of old people, lots of retired people, a cute, charming town with structures that have been there since the late 1800s. It was once upon a time the capital of the island. And to have that whole blockade of that whole historic um, scenic visitor town now uh, just to be scorched within hours, just they were telling me a fire was jumping block to block within 30 seconds and people were just running. It, it, it's like a movie. It's like a horror story, um, a sci fi movie. And what I fear about with the roadblock and what's happening and them not having electricity for days, it's the chronic diseases, the people that live past Lahaina are affected. So this is like, you know, I had some reporters run into me and they said they've done disaster relief coverage. And this is like 9-11. This is like the biggest thing to hit our nation. And we're in a small little remote island and kind of like the forgotten state, you know, so... I hope that people understand what we're going through, and it's, it's hard.
0: Right, right. Dr. Dinesh has um, an organization called Moto. It's a nonprofit. He is on the island of Maui. He's a mobile doctor, and I can't imagine what you have witnessed, and obviously I hear the emotion in your voice right now. Yeah. I understand that you were just trying to, if not even administer aid to some people, just get them in your van and get them to safety.
1: Yeah, we were able to like get a couple guys and in, and initially people didn't want to leave. People were in shock and I could see that. Being in the yard dog and seeing people that you have to break bad news to that their family members didn't survive or they're dead and and their child actually ran over and didn't survive. Like I am used to kind of seeing that face in some people and people were like um I'm I'm looking for my dog. I'm I'm looking for my wife and I'm like dude, you you got to get out of here.
0: Right. Um but we and, we talked about we talked to a Chicago yeah. guy who landed Thursday morning, and he was in Lahaina. He was staying in Kanapul, Kana Kana um But anyway, he said that you could hear the homes explode, like it was just like an explosion, like boom, and people yeah. were staying behind to search for their animals, and they didn't know how great the risk was.
1: Yeah, and I took a risk, too, driving my mobile units over cables and wires and I'm like, I don't even know this is safe, but this is what I got to do, and, and I, I got to help. So my team of nurses and stuff helped the EMS team, and everyone, the whole medical community came together. They set up shelters super quick. I ended up being the first doctor on scene just because I live here, and I had the mobile unit, so I was equipped to go. Um, and I got through the police blockage, and the mayor had granted me access that first day. And what I realized, a lot of the people passed that just... I thought I'd just go there and help and write prescriptions or give medicine. But there's a lot of diabetic people, cardiac failure, um, people with mental health. They're like, I I need my bipolar medicine. I'm like, well, that's not an emergency today, but you probably should take it tomorrow, the next day. But there's no pharmacies, the electricity's out, the other pharmacies burnt. So this is like my fears, these last few days of what was going to roll out. Um, We're getting help We're we're everyone's volunteering. There's a lot of like, a uniqueness in Hawaii that you know the people, the family is the ohana, as they call it. They're very tight, and and it's amazing seeing what they're doing. And if they're not allowing people to drive over to see the loved ones. They're people are taking boat, people are getting on jet skis and whipping around the island. People are taking small jumper planes to the small airport there, and, and doing their best to help. So it's. It's just like every day I wake up, it's like a different thing and and, and seeing what's happening, what the state's doing, what the government is doing. But the main thing is just the people there that my heart goes out to. And we all kind of feel guilty and it's hitting us on this side of the island. And some people are just leaving Maui right now. like They can't handle the stress. Like normal people, like people don't want to affect it. So I just don't know what we're going to see for the next few months and weeks. And moto for the people is going to stick around my team is going to stick around and we're just going to help every day because we're the only unit that could go to people's homes and there's people that form their own camps and they don't have cell phone that you know we got donated some phones that had cell phone signal prepaid pre-charged so sometimes I'm actually doing just humanitarian work bringing items like that and sometimes just warm food because they don't have electricity they haven't had a warm meal in like four or five days. Uh, let alone just doing everything from IV antibiotics to medication to help infections and respiratory issues
0: what you're doing so is um, what you're doing is amazing and i'm I'm hoping the federal government <laughs> response is quick and that we could yeah. minimum get a hospital ship or something there to help but yeah. you said the organization that you turned your you turned it into a non nonprofit so tell everybody what that nonprofit is in case they want to pitch in and help in any way.
1: Oh, that would be great. I mean, all these big organizations like Red Cross and things, you know, they have like red tape that have to go through and standard procedures. But in a disaster, we don't have 48 hours, three days a week right. to set it up, you know. And, and my fear is these groups will come for a month, stabilize and then have to pull out like you know, that's just normal standard procedure. And then the community's left. Moto for the people was started here in Maui by me. As a as a break off of my private mobile doctor team, but we have the same kind of staff. We have additional staff with Moto for the People. They could just go to um, our website, um, Moto for the dot com, and and find a way to um, contribute that way. If they want to just contribute just purely for medical care and medicine, okay. and and that's what we do. We just basically run the organization, have staff, volunteers, and some people that are. On, um, on the grounds running the operations and ordering meds and delivering it, and that's what we do. So they right. could call the office and and ask questions. The number is eight 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 six six three six six three one, or right. they could just email uh, moto 4 f o r the people dot com.
0: Thank you so much, doctor. Or at gmail I'm sorry. At at gmail. Com. I've got all your no, details. At, at, I'll share it. At we have to we, Sorry. we have to jump to the newsroom, but I hope we can have another conversation yeah. this week.
1: Yeah, of course. Feel all free right. to reach out and I appreciate you guys caring. Thank you so much.
0: And take care of yourself too. Um obviously a little late for news, but um boy, you can feel his emotion. I can't <laughs> imagine what it's like to be on the island of Maui right now. The news will happen next on 720 WGN. <laughs> Lisa Dent, WGN.